This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Chromecast. Today, we have an interview episode with Taryn Sullivan, who is a product manager on the Google for Education team. We had a really fun chat discussing an upcoming feature in Google Classroom called Practice Sets. And I know this is a little different than our normal content, but this is a new feature that's using some Google magic and leveraging some awesome technology to help teachers better support their students and to help students learn more effectively. And at the end of the day, a lot of our listeners and readers are parents. So we thought it'd be fun to hear directly from a spokesperson at Google on how they're using technology to help your child in the classroom. So without any further ado, let's hop into my conversation with Taryn Sullivan. Alrighty, welcome, Taryn. Thanks so much for uh, taking some time to chat with us today. Oh, thank you for having me, Joe. This is uh, this is something a little different for us. We don't cover a ton of EDU stuff. And actually, before we started rolling, we were talking about our colleague, John Sowash, who was actually just in our office. We gave him a shout out on our, our weekly episode of the podcast last week. Great, great colleague. And he... Uh, He's got some great perspective on all of this stuff, and you all said you all were having some conversations. But this is this is something that um, that we don't cover a ton, but it's something we're interested in because at the end of the day, we're interested in for one just Google services, cool Google services, you know, and that sort of stuff. But also cloud computing and how cloud computing can help people. And so you all have um, you all have something that is getting announced today called Practice Sets. So this I, we were talking a little bit before too like i'm sitting here reading through this through this blog post and i'm 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 interested in this stuff this is very cool stuff so you know it talks a lot about just like interactive uh, uh assignments and auto grading and all kinds of cool stuff but just give us kind of a an overview what is what is uh practice sets and 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 how is it going to be used yeah, well, I'm glad you're excited. I think all of us can relate with EDU stuff, right? Like we all went to school and we had to we had to do all of this and, and practicing was a really important part of that. Um, I was just actually t telling another um, uh, set of folks that, you know, I was talking to a teacher and I said the term practice makes perfect. He was like, actually, practice makes permanent. And so when you think about the idea that the more you practice, the more permanent it gets, it, it means that practice is really vital for for everyone um, whenever you're trying to learn something. And so as we uh, we're launching this new feature in Google Classroom called Practice Sets, the beta is is 
being released this year. And the main goal is to enable teachers to use their own existing content or create new content from scratch to be able to create more engaging and interactive assignments. And so what that means from the teacher side is they have this content they, they know and love and use today, but we, we've heard from teachers that it's really hard to take that and be able to edit it and remix it and make it work for that class that year. Right? So even if they've taught for 25 years, every class is different. Maybe you didn't quite get to that point in the lesson that you meant to or that you hoped you would. And so now the, the practice needs to change. And so you need to cut out a few questions or you need to change um, the wording and something and be able to edit that really easily. Um, and so as they bring that content in or just write from scratch new content, this adaptive learning technology that we have is able to understand what that content is and match it to a learning skill. And so when we have it attached to a learning skill, um, we now have a host of hints and resources and ways to support the student in the moment when they're working through that problem. And that just closes that feedback loop, right? So they don't all of a sudden start practicing something that's wrong and become permanent around that. And so, uh, so the teacher side also then is enhanced with them being able to add the correct answer. And so you mentioned the auto grading, they can put in the correct answer, they can put in multiple correct answers. But again, this adaptive learning technology sort of supporting underlying practice sets, can, you can turn on equivalent answers. So as a student's working through a problem and they put 0.5, but the teacher had put one half, we can know that that's still correct. Um, and so that, cool. yeah, just saves time for the teacher um, and makes it a lot less frustrating for a student who's like, no, I know it's 0.5, right? And they get really frustrated and uh, discouraged, but now they won't have that. They'll be able to just continue along, build their confidence, and stay really engaged the rest of the um, practice. Yeah, and and one thing, um, one thing that I'd read in here that I thought was interesting. This is kind of going off a little bit of what you're saying. You all said that time and time again, you, you teachers and educators said they just want to spend less time on tedious tasks like grading and more time focused on students' unique needs. And I think that's fantastic. And leveraging technology to do that is amazing. Yeah. So one of the things I want to talk about too is once a student has worked on that set of practice, the teacher gets a really nice view of the performance of every student on every problem, how many attempts they made, um, and the final state of that problem. And then alongside of that, they get the student work itself and the correct answer. Mm -hmm. So they can, right, we never want to separate the teacher from that student work. We actually want to drive them to the places they need to be looking more uh, that they would usually have to spend a lot of time to get to, right? They'd have right. to go through every student, even if they're soaring, um, to know where the gaps are in the students that need more support or the ones that are soaring, what do they need to do next, right? And so just being able to uh, do that a little more automatically for them, filter views to see everyone's problem three, see where they're struggling, and then be able to close that learning gap and adjust their learning plan the next day is is what we're trying to enable. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, that stuff is, it's, it's amazing. And the other thing I was looking at in here um, was boosting student confidence and celebrating their progress, the visual explainers and videos. Like this is stuff that we're, becoming accustomed to as the web has evolved right as as you're um doing anything on the web like you, you're used to getting a little explainers and little things that are popping up and now you all are integrating that into the classroom and yeah, i think so, that's that's incredible so what would those look like so they're going through a problem they're maybe having trouble and something would pop up and help them out 
Right. So imagine a teacher has maybe a PDF that they've used before that is usually very static. And now they're able to bring it into practice sets. That um, content gets added, the hints and supportive resources. So then as the student's working through it, they can check every answer as they're going through it. And if they get it incorrect, something very um, relevant will pop up. So maybe they missed a step as they were mm -hmm. reducing the fraction or whatever it was. Um, an actual explainer card will come up, show them that strategy, and they can they can work off of that example. Maybe a video pops up with um, a portion of that video that is an example worked out that they then can, right? It's something that the teacher would provide and have to spend time finding, and they do right now. Teachers spend an enormous amount of time, they've told us, finding really specific feedback mm -hmm. um, for, for students. And so now this is just uh, built in to make it easier for the teachers and give the students what they need right when they need it. And, and I'm, I'm sure just consolidating some of their time that they're having to spend on, on that sort of feedback, that unique feedback, like you were saying, um, leveraging technology to do that, you know, let's, why not do that? I love it. Yeah, I love it. it. That's fantastic. And it's really just scaling them, right? We, mm. we, we know that they are at the helm at all times. They'll be able to see the student view. So they'll be able to see if that is actually not the way they taught it and want it to show. They can turn it off. It's just the, um, it's just trying to assist them, right? Uh, allow them to make this content more personal. Um, but the teachers are always at the helm and that's really important. Um, and something that we, you know, it's sort of a first principle with the way we design this. Yeah. So you've, you've kind of already done this, but just to try to make it as like crystal clear for, for people that are listening to this podcast that aren't educators, that aren't in this world even, but guess what? They might have a kid that's in school that might start seeing some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. So work through a scenario with me, like from the student side of things like you you've kind of went through some of the benefits and the ways that they're going to be able to get this interactive content but right how exactly is this stuff going to show up right how is this gonna how are they going to start using this how how might parents see this as they're you know maybe um working through something with their child right so students right now get assignments um made through google classroom and so they get a little alert pop up or an email that comes through that says hey you have a new assignments. And so they'll open up that assignment right in Google Classroom. So there's no separate tab, no additional sign in, like all of those other technology things that get in the way, which will be nice. So it just seamlessly opens up in Classroom. They're able to see the questions. They can work through either typing on just their keyboard. There's a math keyboard available for any symbolic expressions they need to type in. There's also um, ink available. So if they have a stylus, they can use a stylus or just touch ink to sort of draw out their answers. Sometimes maybe they may need to make a graph and kind of plot answers to determine what the X and Y is, right, for, uh, for the answer. And then they're able to check that answer. Right away, it tells them if it's correct or incorrect. And then they have a resource tray available at any time. So let's say they get stuck even okay. before they begin and they don't want to check that answer because they're not confident in it. They can open up that resource tray. It, it has relevant um, videos and cards and different things that they can go through and, um, and kind of be able to get them unstuck even at the beginning. Um, yeah, and, and as they get things right, the fun thing is there's a lot of encouragement and confetti, and uh, I, I joke about the floss, the flossing man um, who does this great <laughs> little dance. So, um, which I've been delighted to see is what is like a huge driver for students. Um, I watch my own little ones just absolutely love seeing the thumbs up and all the big things that, that come up just to celebrate the wins, right? Again, what's the fun of practicing if when you, right, like my favorite thing in basketball is when I actually get it in the hoop. So yeah. it's, it, you got to celebrate when that happens. And I think we, we have fun building that into. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. Well, and it's funny, that's that's really interesting that you all have done that because think of how, how many all of the apps, you know, the games that these kids are playing that are that are that you know, instant gratification. It's oh all goodness. the pop, you know, the explosions and everything, right? It's it's all very animated, and so now you're you're bringing that into the classroom, but in a in a useful way, right? It's not just um, some bloat or or trying to trying to make you know learning fun. It's like yeah. hey, you're doing it in a way that actually is giving feedback. Yeah, and I think the key is right. What's so different than anything else I've really seen out there is we're enabling the teachers' content. So we're not mm. saying, hey, here's a set of great content and this game to play that then the teachers, students have, like the teachers have to figure out and learn themselves, right? Because it takes time and effort to mm. really deeply mm-hmm. know and make sure it matches what you were teaching. They already have a lot of that. So how do you enable to, to them to use that but allow that magic to still be there that would be closer to, to that sort of engaging thing they have outside of school <laughs> sometimes? Yeah, this is, uh, this is uh, very different than uh, my time spent in school yeah i remember I, I remember towards the end of college we were we were really starting to leverage blackboard at the time and mm. i was like i was like man this is this is some clunky software and, <laughs> and now you all are doing such cool stuff with with um with google classroom and everything so so let's talk a little bit about like the use case here is this is this K through 12? Is is this more targeted at some of the younger kids? Like what, where is this going to roll out as far as um, grade level and that sort of stuff? Yeah. So our, our key focus is ages eight through 18. So that's about grades three through 12. Um, I mean, I use it with my preschooler and he loves mm-hmm. doing math on there and writing and, and things too. But I think that's our core focus, especially when we think okay. about just the reading levels and being able to see the hints and get that support. Um, and then we, we have very deep math support. I mentioned the math keyboard for symbolic expressions for math and science. Uh, you, you can actually like write with a stylus, the answer and equation, and that can be auto graded. So we have very deep math support um, and a lot of great uh, of that supportive content as well for math and science. And then it's a little lighter in some of the other core subjects but we have been piloting it with all core subjects and we we really want to enable it for everyone. That's fantastic. That's really awesome. Are you all what's the rollout? You said you're in beta now? Um so we're 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 announcing the beta. It releases later this year. Okay. We're doing some teacher training over the summer with the beta and so we really encourage people to just sign up on the interest form if you want to check it out um, and be a part of that. And then, yeah, we'll just continue to roll out this year. Yeah. So is this so so this is something that maybe going into the school year next year? Um, yeah, we'll be more. Students and, and teachers will be, you know, this might start getting introduced there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, 
One other, one other thing that, and you mentioned this a moment ago, and I kind of want to go back to it because whenever I read this somewhere and I was looking down at my notes, it's not on this note. It was probably on maybe a different one. You talked about scanning in or somehow getting a PDF, like an, uh, an, some older curriculum into practice sets. How, how are you all doing that exactly? I'm just, I'm just curious. And it's funny, if there's educators that are listening to this or John Sowash is going to listen to this and laugh at me because I don't, I don't know much about classrooms. So I'm asking the, the obvious, maybe most basic questions, <laughs> but it's interesting. Yeah, no to worries. Me, so. Yeah. So, I mean, typically a teacher would just create an, a new assignment and they would attach a PDF, right? So now instead mm-hmm. they can open up practice sets, they can import it. Um, and then they can select the problems that they want to bring in as problems in the practice set. And um, and then from there, a lot of our adaptive learning technology is what's used to understand the problem, um, help them uh, be able to edit and, and change around, you know, change the order, do different things that they want to do to that content. And I think that that's where there's also a lot of room to grow with what we could do in the future. Sure. Was this, was this you know, I, I don't know, you know, if you can say how long you all have been working on this or whatever, but, you know, has, um, you know, remote, remote learning and obviously pandemic, I'm sure probably had some, um, you know, impact on you all putting a little bit more effort into this versus maybe other things that were for more of a traditional classroom. Is that, is that some of the thought process here or is this just kind of been part of the plan the whole time? So this was, yeah, well in development before the pandemic, um, mm-hmm. early phases, different technology that's being used in it for sure. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think we saw the need right, with remote learning. Uh, it just sort of reconfirmed that we were on the right path and that mm-hmm. uh, it would be a need kind of no matter what the world had in store. But it's always been, uh, you know, it's more of a, a longer term uh, strategy that we've been after for a while. Yeah. And I like, you know, it, it, there's a couple things that I just kind of keep coming back to as I'm reading through this stuff and thinking about it is just, you know, more interactive, more feedback, more direct feedback. I think all of these things are, are, are awesome things to have regardless of whether you're doing it in a remote setting or in a, in a classroom. Right. So, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. yeah, because even in a classroom, the teacher can't be at 24 desks. And something really fun that I learned from the early pilot that I did not expect as a teacher shared how as her students were working, often she gets the high flyers, the ones raising their hands after a problem or two and like, come check this, make sure I'm on track. So they had that assurance to move forward. And she said, you know, it's a lot of time where you're going around saying, yeah, you're on track. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're on track. And she's like, this just took that all away. And now I could just wow. go to the students who really needed that support. Um, and, you know, they got what they needed. Like it's, it's equally important for them to have that assurance and feel confident moving forward. Right. And so it was just allowed her to scale herself in that way, um, which, yeah, was not something that was in my initial hypothesis by any means. Yeah, that's that's incredible. It's almost like it's letting letting the technology, you know, kind of do do its best work and almost kind of get out of the way a little bit so that the teacher does have more time to to spend with individual students that, that do need that help that, you, you know, like it said in here, the unique yeah. needs. Um, so that's fantastic. This is this is this is cool stuff. Um, so you said rolling out uh, rolling out probably early next year. The beta. Where can where can people where can people learn more about this? So you you mentioned you mentioned the uh, the interest form. Where where can people find out more about this? Yeah, we gotta send the link. Um, I think it's kind of a long link. So. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll, we'll make sure to, we'll we'll put it in the show notes, and obviously it'll be linked up in our article and everything. Great. Um, 
but there's a there's a way is there are there any um specifics i had read somewhere about it's available for uh workspace for education plus i'm trying to find it here yeah yeah so yeah so it's available for the teaching and learning and education plus customers um and so but i I encourage anyone that's interested uh, if you want to follow along and hear about the progress you know we'll be sending out more announcements and doing some teacher training over the summer so anyone where this sounds interesting sign up on the interest forum um because we'd love feedback as we we send out those further announcements sure love it yeah we'll make sure to we'll 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 put it down in the show notes for the podcast stuff but then obviously we'll have it on chromeunbox.com whenever we get the uh uh, the post out announcing all of this. So we'll make sure to link everything. All right. All right, Taryn, anything else? What else? What else do you have? Anything else? What's your favorite? What's your favorite? What's your favorite one little feature within practice sets? If you can say I think one of the, your favorites. So I, I think on this teacher side, it's this insights dashboard. So it's that performance mm. grid I mentioned, and then just being able to really simply give a little bit of quick analysis on that, right? Saying so-and-so is struggling, these three students are struggling, or, or everyone's struggling with this problem. It's simple, but it's really powerful because it, it, again, it drives teachers to look at the work that is in the most need quickly. And they can even do it. Like it's not, it's not real time, but it's pretty close to it. So they, they can kind of see it as students are working too and be able to go catch them in that moment and go help them. And so I just love what it, can do for again closing the feedback loop and empowering mm. the teacher to do that with with more appropriate like data and insight uh, into the student thinking love it excellent well thanks so much taryn I, I really do appreciate you taking the time to chat with us like i said this isn't this isn't our our main thing that we're talking about every day but we have a lot of folks out there that love chrome os that love google services and their kids are probably using Google Classroom in their in their schools. And I think this is something that a lot of people might find interesting. So I really do appreciate you taking the time to chat. Mm, thank you so much. Big shout out to the whole Practice Sets team who's worked so hard um, and all the amazing teachers that have piloted this over the last few years. Um, it's really due to their feedback that this, um, you know, is launching this year. Love it. All righty. Well, folks, thanks so much for tuning in and listening in on this conversation as I learned some things. This is, <laughs> this is, this really is. I mean, I, I don't know a ton about this stuff, but I think it's very interesting and I hope that you all have enjoyed the conversation. So uh, that's it for this one. We'll catch you all in the next one. See you.